your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. Welcome back. Hey, it's a special. It's a Welcome very special. It's a, a special presentation. Yeah. A very special. It's an extremely presentation. goofy presentation. It's. Yes, it's it's a mad, 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 mad special presentation. It's uh, the next. It's it's uh, the smell of fear. I don't know. Next generation. <laughs> it's a thing we're doing. Um it's 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 special presentation turtles in time and alf will not be seen either so yes a, yeah but uh yeah we actually are not talking about any comic strip adaptation today we're, we're or at least none you've ever seen yeah we're we're just riffing we're just ripping yep. off the cuff well i did have a specific uh thing i wanted to do this is a this is an experiment we'll see if it becomes a full full episode or maybe it'll just be a little bit of a little bit of a dvd extra for you guys because we mm. love you so much that we're maybe one day we'll give you two episodes in a day and this will be it mm. but today we're going to do today i'm going to challenge mike regarding holiday christmas no holiday specials based on comic strips not okay. anyone that actually exists though the challenge here, I'm going to name a comic, and Mike is going to help me come up with a holiday special based on that comic. Okay. All right. Assume. Okay. I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm. Uh, You're ready. I, You're I, psyched up. I'm psyched up. I hope. I. I hope. Uh, ooh, I'm, I'm. You know, a little nervous, but you know, I'm also excited. Well, first of all, well, why don't we get some out of the way? And I want to hear what your immediate ideas are for this. What what uh, came to mind when I suggested this? You mean which comic? Yeah, which comic did you have an idea for? If you had one? Oh, I. Uh, um, what did you imagine we'd be doing? I I'll just tell you, like I because I'm apparently a masochist. My mind went immediately to the worst possible comic strip to adapt like like ray stance thinking about the stay puff marshmallow man you know just popped <laughs> right in there i was like what is the comic strip i would least like to see as an animated special and um for me that would be croc croc <laughs> i there is okay <laughs> absolutely nothing redeeming about croc i would not want to watch croc, a croc special in any way uh it would be awful it would be terrible um, because a croc, <laughs> it would be a croc. It would be. Um, cause I, I, have we mentioned croc before on this? Oh, oh yes. We went on a, a long diversion about croc on the, uh, Sabrina episode. Oh, because, wow. Yeah. The Sabrina, because the, we love croc more than we love Sabrina. Apparently. Wow. I can't, can't believe we were so, we were so <laughs> angry or I should say so, um, 
bored by Sabrina that we actually talked about Croc instead. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, please tell me you aren't going to challenge me to talk about Croc, though. No, I'm not going to challenge you to talk about Croc. I have something that might actually be worse. Oh, so, boy. Oh, boy. Mike, my friend, what would happen if they came to you and gave you a million dollars and said, we want you to make the a very Tumbleweeds Thanksgiving? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tumbleweeds? Oh. Tumbleweeds. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... <laughs> It's not cheating to Wikipedia and uh, get some uh, information about this because, you know, no, who can name a character from Tumbleweeds even? I, I recall that Tumbleweeds is about cowboys. And yes. there is the main cowboy whose name is Tumbleweeds? Is it Tumbleweed? Maybe? Maybe. I think Tumbleweeds is the name of the town. No, that would make more sense. But I'm wondering if it's like BC where it's like, oh, yeah, the guy is named Tumbleweed. Too, because of reasons and oh you're right no it, it the main character is named tumbleweeds and okay. he is described as a laconic cowpoke who would rather be anywhere else but has no real ambition to do anything yeah he wow sound- big mood uh, yeah he sounds like a really dynamic character who's gonna be able to instigate a lot of uh plots um a character who does not have any ambition or desires or energy it's gonna be great. It's gonna be yes. It's gonna be lit, fam. Uh, okay. Well, immediately, if it's Tumbleweeds Thanksgiving, the obvious thing that's gonna happen here is you're gonna have the Indians come in. Yes. And you're gonna have the, some uh, sort of yeah. The Poohawks as the Poohawks. Yes. The uh, the Poohawks. Uh, this inc- the incredibly uh, nuanced and sensitive portrayal of our Native American brothers and sisters. The Poohawks, um, led by the chief who looks exactly like Tumbleweeds, except wears an Indian Indian clothes. Um, yes. And uh, the sexy and the ch- lady. The chief who, uh, yeah, there's a sexy girl, I think. Little Pigeon, yes. Mm-hmm. And the chief is always lying face down, sticking his head out of his teepee like he was a snail. Oh, God. Okay. So, um, let's see. So, Tumbleweed's Thanksgiving. Uh, the cow... Okay, so the Indians have to be involved. So, is it going to be... Yes. Let's think. What is what is the plot line that you would have in this sort of thing? Um, well, well, I don't know. I mean, Tumbleweed's is just one of those... Uh, your basic... Borscht uh, uh, Belt comics... Br- comedians uh, as portrayed as cowboys kind of thing. So yeah, it's, what is the mm-hmm. what's the most default Thanksgiving special you can think of? There's only one Thanksgiving special, isn't there? And that's the uh oh the BC had one, didn't they? Oh yeah, God. BC had one. Okay. Charlie Brown had one. Okay. Garfield had one. Really? There's, oh that's right, and, there was a Garfield one. Okay. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of other Thanksgiving specials that weren't based on comic strips, and I can't think of any. Okay. And when I grew when I grew up in San Diego, they showed this short called Tubby the Tuba after Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. Huh. Did he have a Thanksgiving? Or was he just No, tuba? it was just about a tuba who wanted to learn to play a nice song for tubas, but all he got to do was go oompa. Oh, okay. Well, you know, yes. why not? Not, uh, not related to... Uh, Thanksgiving no. in any way. So I'm wondering, you know, is there 
is there at all a default? Well, no, 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 no. I know what the default Thanksgiving plot is. It's mm-hmm. and it's one of your favorites. It's the one where the family gets invited to multiple Thanksgiving dis- dinners in the same day, and they decide to and they try to uh, power their way through them all. Oh yes, that is, that is a good plot. Uh, that is a plot of of uh, many of the special stories on the internet. Um, yes. <laughs> okay, so so my tumbleweeds uh, plot line is that the sexy like lady Indian in this yes. who isn't really drawn sexy at all. She actually kind of now that I think about it, she's looks like a, a chibi anime character. She's got like a yeah, giant she does. head. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, all the characters in tumbleweeds always look exactly the same to the point where I wondered. I used to wonder if it was drawn with a rubber stamp. Yeah, they all pretty much look the same. So, um, and they have no. It's interesting because the artist cannot actually draw expressions, so everyone just no. looks the same. Yeah, they there's no differentiation. Characters pretty much, you know, like like some of the characters look different slightly, but they're just yeah. It's it's not. It's weird because they put so much. They do put a lot of detail into the individual characters. But in a, such a way that the characters are almost like cannot – they have no articulation. They have no expression. They can't move. They're almost like preserved in amber, you know? Yeah, they're icons. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's – that makes it weirdly appropriate for a strip about – for a Cowboys Indian strip because the character – the way the characters are drawn just so, always with this outfit or whatever – you know, you would never recognize Tumbleweeds himself if he wore, say, a tuxedo. Yeah, would, yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, it's very, it's very like the kind of you know traditional, traditional uh, imagery that you would see actually made by an American Indian printing in, hmm. like, uh, as a story told on the side of a teepee or something like that. You, wow! When you say it that way, maybe it was actually maybe tumbleweeds was actually uh, uh, really um, smart. Uh, it was like all done on purpose, and uh, we're the wow. fools. Oh man, Tom K. Ryan, you got us. Yeah. Okay. So my if I have my druthers, my tumbleweed story is the the lady Indian that is supposed to be sexy, but isn't really drawn that way. First of all, she would be drawn sexy. Well, I would. Yeah. Let's get, uh, let's get, what's his name? Uh, you know, first name, first name to animate this one. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, Ooh, actually maybe not. Cause I have a bad track. I have a bad track record where, uh, he animates things that touch on my fetishes. So maybe not him. Uh, but good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's going to be the lady Indian being invited to Thanksgiving dinners for all the other characters. And she has to go through it and eat them and feel sick afterwards and be like, Oh, (laughs) well, but I have to keep eating Thanksgiving characters or uh, sorry. Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a very different fetish. Yes. No, she has to keep going to different Thanksgiving dinners because if she doesn't, it will lead to war between her people and the white man. Uh, so, uh, you know, for the, for the, for the, uh, peace between, uh, the races, she has to continuously eat like different Thanksgiving dinners. So that would be my, if I had my druthers, there wouldn't really be any plot or conflict or anything. That's pretty much it. Um, but I think well, most, it, most Thanksgiving specials don't have a plot or a conflict anyway. So, yeah. so that's just fine. Really? Yeah. Um, I think like this would, that would probably be more appropriate for a Kathy Thanksgiving special. So I think if yes. I was doing a Tumbleweed Thanksgiving special, 
one that was trying to actually be true to the spirit of the strip. It would be more like the the the. It would be something like okay, the cowboys are celebrating Thanksgiving, right? And right. if they're going to have Thanksgiving and the Indians hear about it and they're all like, this Thanksgiving, what is this Thanksgiving that the Cowboys are doing? And they probably are going to misinterpret it as like, oh, it's some sort of white man war thing. We better get ready to fight, right? But And then, <laughs> it, you know, and there's a lot of comedic misunderstandings about this. And in the end, when they're going to fight, like Tumbleweeds comes out and says, no, actually the true meaning of Thanksgiving is uh, togetherness between our peoples. Because And then they tell the story. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to instead have a nice Thanksgiving. And it plays directly into the myth of Thanksgiving. Um, and yes. We, yeah, as, as we all know is not true, but it's a peace Thanksgiving special. They always do that. So that yeah. that's the most tumbleweeds thing I can think of to actually happen in a Thanksgiving special. Yes. I it, mean, so this is a good pattern. You know, do the one that you want and then do the one that you actually think it would be. Yeah. Um, now, I am a little bit hobbled because, of course, I do not know any of the characters in Tumbleweeds. I can't differentiate any of them, so I don't know which characters would best play which parts. Um, I vaguely remember that there is, like, an outlaw, Desperado-type character, and there's, like, the Indian character. And I think there's, like, a there's like a schoolmarm character, too, isn't there? Who's got, like, big butt I teeth. I think so. And I think she uh... wants... I think she's extremely thirsty for tumbleweeds, but he doesn't like her. Oh, yes. Hildegard Hamhawker. Yeah, all right. Sounds right. So maybe, yeah, yeah she would also... Oh, okay, wait. So, no, in my uh, best Thanksgiving special, the Indian lady, the Poohawk lady, mm -hmm. whose name I do also do not know. Um, uh, Little Pigeon. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. Sorry. Little Pigeon and Hildegard Hamhawker. Um, oh, oh, wait a second. Okay. Well, we're getting on a we're getting on a theme here. Okay, wait a second. It. Wait a second. Okay, I'm just gonna wipe some sweat off my brow here. So clearly, <laughs> they uh they they have to compete for Tumbleweed's affections. I don't know if little Poohawks or little pigeon likes him or he likes her. I'm gonna say for the purpose of the special that she does. She wants. She's yes. she wants. She's hungry for Tumbleweeds D, and she wants to be with him. So they both have to – so Tumbleweeds is cooking Thanksgiving dinner, and they're both trying to compete for his affections by eating more of his dinner and, and claiming that they like it more. And he's like – and Tumbleweeds being a dumbass is like, oh, boy, I better keep cooking because they keep eating. And they're like, oh, he keeps cooking. Well, we got to keep eating it. So that's basically the <laughs> – that's the plot line now. And um, – um, and then I think the, the horse probably looks at the camera and says it's a living because do the horses talk in tumbleweeds? I don't remember. Um, I don't know. I don't think they do. Okay. Um, uh, there's one of the. There is a horse who's always asleep, and then there's a toothless alcoholic tobacco chewing horse. Oh wow! Okay. All right. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Um. That, that, uh, that, okay, so I guess there's some, why not? Um, so there's, got, so that would be a good Tumbleweed Here's, special. Yeah, here, if this helps at all, this is the only Tumbleweed strip I ever committed to memory. Right. And it has the judge, Judge Horatio Curmudgeon Frump, who, okay. uh, yes, he tells the, uh, the dumb deputy, Deputy Knuckles, he tells him to go to the post office to uh to pick up his potato foie gras that he uh that he ordered right. and uh 
Knuckles comes to Tumbleweeds and says, what's Patty Dufoy Gras? And uh, he's like, it's a paste made from goose liver. What? And he comes back to the judge yelling out, you're so mean that you kill a poor goose just to paste some pictures in your crummy scrapbook. What? <laughs> well, he heard paste and assumed that it was glue made from goose liver. So. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, uh. which is a distinctly repulsive image. So, I st- so you can see why that one stuck with me. Yeah, God, tumbleweeds! What a bad yeah. strip. Go. Oh wait, no, I do remember another one. Oh, there was God. one yeah. where this one this one involved the Poohawks, where okay. I guess the I guess the main one who isn't the you know the main one who isn't the chief mm-hmm. comes to the chief who's sitting in his in his uh, teepee like a turtle and says tongues are wagging about your new teepee decor what so well what is it big medicine to ward off evil spirit dudes and he's got a picture of bart simpson on his teepee uh, well a topical reference for a uh, big laughs yes yes um yeah okay um yeah all right. Tumbleweeds, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, that's them's the jokes. Tumbleweeds. Um yeah, you know, tumbleweeds, it's uh God, wow. Okay, well, um I'll ask you then. If you were doing tumbleweeds, what would you if do for Thanksgiving? If you ran well, a tumbleweeds. The cheapest uh the simplest thing to do would be to simply recast the cowboys as pilgrims and have them retell the uh, mythical first Thanksgiving story. Okay. And you could have, you, you could recast, say, uh, you could recast, have Tumbleweeds play the role of Miles Standish and what, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you and uh, Limpid Lizard would be Squanto and blah, blah, blah. But uh, that's, that's the one I think would actually happen. Would, now, now I, wait, sorry to interrupt. Uh, so would you have it? So, there was a frame story where they were still cowboys and they were just telling the story yes, with them. Yes. Okay, were, gotcha. Yeah, they would have. There would be a framing story, and okay, this is not the th- something I would expect them to do. Mm-hmm. But in my version, if I if they made me do this, I would reframe it so you have the cowboys playing the Indians and the Indians playing the Pilgrims. Oh, so, actually, that would be interesting. That that yes. might actually that might actually well if it was anything other than tumbleweeds it might actually lead to something interesting. You know? Yes, you get a little bit of that. Oh, this mo- I don't think this movie went over very well. You ever hear about the movie White Man's Burden? Oh yeah! Wow, I remember that. I remember that being advertised when I was like a uh-huh. kid, and I remember thinking like, oh, so like people are supposed to watch it and be like, wait a minute. What if white people were oppressed? Well, now I realize racism is wrong. It's like, yeah, we all kind of knew that. We didn't need we didn't need to we didn't need to make the movie. It's like, well, <laughs> I mean, you kind of do. How many times have we had to show, you know, how how many times have we had to retell the story of how racism is wrong using robots played by white people in the role of black people? Yeah, good point. Good point. I wonder now if like how many people watched White Man's Burden and were all like, "Wow, my eyes are open now." Like if it legitimately actually made people think about racism. It's like, "I could have been that could have been me," you know? This is this is even more this is even more meaningful than Maniac McGee. Ah, fucking Maniac McGee. 
Yeah, Maniac McGee. You know, it's not even a real story. It's not a real story? No, it's not real. He made it up, you know? But it's oh, like, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, but, you know, the Scholastic won't tell you that. They always made it sound like it was based on a true story. And I remember reading oh. it being like, I remember reading it like, that's weird. It seems that they, that it takes place in what, the 80s and they have like an openly segregated city. That seems kind of odd, you know? I mean, was, not, it, the, was it the 80s? I okay. actually could be wrong on that. I don't know when it was supposed to take place. I thought it was contemporary when I read the book, but yeah. um, I mean, not that cities aren't like, you know, cities continue to be segregated, but it, it was implied yes. that it was by law in the book, you know, rather than just mm. by, you know, de facto or whatever, you know? That'd um, be really weird to be in a town where only half the town was a sundown town. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, I just remember Maniac McGee, I just remember really not liking it. I remember it was kind of boring. <laughs> I remember it was one of those books where you were like, okay, God, I'm supposed to learn something from this. Because, like, in the first, like, literally the first two chapters, are like, oh, I get where this is. I get it. I get it. Why uh-huh. do I, I... But I have to read the rest of the book, apparently. Ugh. Ugh. I learned a very important lesson from that book, though. That lesson that? is that actually, um, and this is actually very important um, because a lot of people can't do this apparently. Is that if a book is bad, you don't have to finish it. Oh. And this Wait, is funny. What? Yeah, no. This is the thing is like I have read books and I've just given up on them if, they, if I don't like them. And uh, my brother hates that. He's like, I can't do that. My brother's like, I have to finish the book if I start it. I'm like, not me. Not me. I've I've abandoned books like literally like ten pages before the end because I did not like it. Know that? It is here, gentle reader, that constant Weedo flowed up. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, if you know what that's a quote from, you're pretty cool. Wait, also, I, I would like mm-hmm. to say that uh, that the Maniac McGee book that I wanted to read was about the kid that they said he was. At the be- in the first chapter where it says, They say Maniac McGee was born in a garbage dump. They say his stomach was a cereal box and his heart was a sofa spring. Well, that sounds like an cool. odd book. I wa- yeah, I want to hear about this maniac. <laughs> yeah. It turns out, yeah, it was like he was- wasn't really a maniac. He just ran really fast. Yeah, it wasn't even that... It w- he didn't really do anything that interesting. No. You know, he-, he solved a knot. Uh... Yeah. What he he apparently and like he ran got back adopted. Forth. Yeah, he just ran back and forth between the white section and the black section, and people were like, you know what? This, having seen a white boy run really fast, I now know that racism is bad. It's like okay, <laughs> all right. Um, well, you know, boy, you know, it really the whole story really falls apart if you recap if you tell the whole story except Maniac is black, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, we got on a big tangent now about how much I hate. But then you didn't read the whole thing, so you don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I I read most of it, I think, but I was also like thirteen, so yeah. But I guess I mean, but... it was it was either that or there's a girl in my hammerlock or the mouse rap. So <laughs> oh, you know, I yeah, back then I think I was what was it, what was I reading? Uh, Hobie Hansen, you're weird, and um. 3B Goes Wild. And uh, <laughs> do, do Bananas Chew Gum? Or whatever that oh, was. Oh, yeah. 
I remember. And, that was... uh, let's see. I read uh, Dinky Hawker Shoots Smack mm. and uh, Eyeballs for Breakfast. Oh, and, yeah. Uh... <laughs> the cat ate my gym and... suit. The cat ate my gym suit. <laughs> the pistachio prescription. Yeah. Well, what about uh, How to Eat Fried Worms? <laughs> the, the classic Apple books of the late 80s. Yeah. <laughs> And Melba the Mummy. Oh my gosh! Wow. Oh memories. Um. Anyway. So, anyway, well, that just shows how invested we are in tumbleweeds. Well, here. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll give you one since you gave me one. Okay, give okay. me one. All right, all right. So let's, let's see. Um, let me think about. Let me think about. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say um, the holiday, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Got it. The comic, Broomhilda. Broomhilda's Valentine's Day. Okay, let's see. Now, I want to have... Now, sh- she was featured in The Fabulous Funnies in That's 1978. Right. And it was the voice... She had... Oh, I think it was... Uh, damn, what's her name? Like June something? June Cleaver? June, June Foray? June yeah. Foray, that's it. Yeah, now, yeah. Like, the exact same voice that, you know, speaking of horrible American Indian stereotypes, the the voice that I associate with Squawko, fetch firewood. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a recurring theme when you look at any American um, media, you know? Yeah. Broomhilda, let's see. Now, Broomhilda is a man-crazy, cigar-smoking, beer-guzzling, 1,500-year-old witch. Now, yes. She's 1,500. That's interesting. That immediately gives me... <laughs> that means she was there, probably there, to meet St. Valentine. Oh, huh. Interesting, yes. That's but... that's a plot, a plot you could hook it on right there, is that... Bro- okay, it's about Broomhilda falling in love with this poor guy, Valentine, and how she... And how she uh, aggressively courts him and tries all these magic shape-changing tricks and stuff to uh, try and try and uh, trick him into marriage. And eventually, not only does she lead to him becoming, uh, becoming, uh, what's the word when you don't have sex? Incel? No, the other thing, the one that, the, the religious one. Oh, chaste? Chaste, ch- yeah. Well, he's definitely being chased. Oh! oh, oh cel- celibate? Is it celibate? That celibate, was- That's yes. That's it, yes. He wants not only becoming celibate, but ending up uh, dying tragically and becoming a saint. Oh, <laughs> and- wow. Hmm. Man, yeah, actually, that's a that's a pretty good premise, now that I think about it. Yes. And then... So, and that could be like the first half of it, and then we cut to her in the present day, so we get her other friends, Erwin Troll and Gaylord mm-hmm. Buzzard and so forth. Right. And the uh and this and it would all start because she uh because she finally meets another guy and he looks like the spinning image of uh, Valentine and she's like he's he's finally back I knew he'd come back because she didn't realize that he died in the first place right and then we reveal at the end that this boyfriend that she'd been after all that time ago we also well for one thing we actually reveal how old she is at the end as a, as a surprise twist mm. and and that uh, her boyfriend became became Saint Valentine <laughs> but uh, that, that except works. it was never her boyfriend 
Yeah, yes. yeah. That, that works. That actually keeps very within that that plays nicely within the Broomhilda canon. Yes. And yeah. then she's like and at the end she's like, you know, I don't want to do to you what I did to that poor boy, so let's just be friends, okay? So you don't <laughs> want this giant box of chocolate I bought you? I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, okay. No, that's that's definitely Broomhilda. Um man. That's pretty good. I thought it, I thought that would be a tough one, but uh, I think you pretty much nailed it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's I don't know. I'm trying to think. That's the one that I would do, but now I, I need to think of one that really fits the actual feel of the strip itself. Yeah, that, I mean the the kind because that wasn't lame enough. Well, so. honestly, Broomhilda does she? Uh, is there anything in the strip that is noteworthy about her? I know she's a witch, but like, does she have a personality in the strip, or does she do anything? I don't really remember. She's a green witch. Uh, let's see. It says here that she's Attila the Hun's ex-wife. Huh. <laughs> well, and sh she was. Also, she was a Marine for two days and was discharged for unnecessary roughness. Huh. Okay. Interesting. So I guess there is some actual Broomhilda can't Broomhilda cannon. Oh. Groomhilda, yes. Groom, groom. Uh, I would say Huh. Whoa. Ooh. What if Okay, now imagining the animation style for this. Mm -hmm. Now the one I was imagining for my ideal one was more the uh you know the Bill Melendez style like Kathy and Charlie Brown kind of thing. Right, right. Now now let's let's imagine if instead they got the robot man people to do uh Broomhilda. Wait. Can you sorry. imagine Wait, wait, sorry, you cut out there for a second. What was it? Okay. Now let's imagine, if you will, if they got the people at Deke who did Robot Man to animate oh! Broomhilda. Oh my gosh, wow. Um Oh boy! Imagine, yeah, in that. Imagine Broomhilda in that quasi anime style from the Heathcliff series. Oh, you you can't, can you? Oh, hello. oh sorry, you were cut. You cut out again there. Oh, okay. But uh, I said, uh, try to imagine. Yeah, try to imagine Broomhilda in the in that quasi anime style from the Heathcliff series. Oh my god! Wow, I just I just thinking of like. You know, where, like, uh, Nerwin is all like, here comes my crazy Uncle Erwin. And uh, Erwin comes up on a on a bicycle that's, like, all sorts of musical instruments, like, strapped to it. Just, like, <laughs> weaving. Hack, hack, hack. It's like, oh, God. Yeah, but no, that would then... And Broomhilda's like, oh, I'm dying. I, after 15,000 years, my love power is depleted. <laughs> I need the power of love to bring me back. And... Um, I guess that would be the special they, is her like, pursuing various men to get her love power back or something. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, also, you know. we have to introduce a whole bunch of original characters that were never in the strip, including one who's like a sexy girl version of Irwin. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. like two, twice as tall as him. And <laughs> oh, man. It would just be like they would draw the thing where they draw like um, Irwin, like it's like a woman, but purple. Yes, yes, exactly. And it, it would be like, wow, trolls have a really astounding sexual dimorphism, apparently. 
and of course Broom Broomhilda would be super jealous of her, but it would and then I don't know. I don't know which is more uh which is more in the style of these kind of uh things. Would they would she uh turn out to be a bitch and Broomhilda would get the best of her, or would she turn out to be nice after all and Broomhilda would apologize? Mm, uh, which is more Broomhilda-ish or which is more Deekish? Which is more Deekish? Um, I feel like honestly, I feel like her being a bitch and Broomhilda like saving Erwin uh, from him or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the, the usual thing you find out. Like she turns out that she's actually like working for the evil, um, the evil bad guy who wants to destroy feelings. I don't know who that. <laughs> I don't know who that would be in this. I mean, there's there's really no villain in Broomhilda. Well, I don't know. There's yeah, no a villain for Broomhilda. Maybe a 1,500-year-old Inquisitor? Oh, wait a second. No, there is a bad guy, apparently. There is, uh, there according is? to Wikipedia, there's someone named Grelber. We never see him except <laughs> his eyes and teeth, and he's always peering out from a hollow log on the edge of a cliff. He dispenses free insults as a sign at the entrance of his log proclaims. So I guess this <laughs> asshole is going to be the guy who's like trying to, uh, to destroy all uh, feelings in the land of that Broomhilda lives in, which, um, yeah, is, I don't he, know. Yeah. He wants to re he wants to reinvent Valentine's day as insult day. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. And, uh, Broomhilda has to save Valentine's day from Grelber, who has finally come out of his log. And now he's like wearing a big cloak or something that hides everything, but his eyes and mouth. So he looks like no heart from Care Bears. <laughs> And he's just wearing a wearing a giant uh, trench coat with a fedora on top, so that like his uh you know he's, he's like <laughs> hidden in there. Um, man, oh uh, yeah, well you know, well you know, I when you think about it, uh, actually, uh, Broomhilda, she is uh, she she is the um, icon to fem cells everywhere. Oh, because are know, those are those a thing now? Um, yes, it actually is a thing, but since they haven't, uh, since none of them have gone on any, any, on any murder sprees yet, um, you know, they're, they're not like getting much play and, and mm. good for them for not killing anyone. Yes. Good for them. <laughs> Way to go, fem cells. You are automatically better than it's your, like, you know, than your bro, your brony counterparts. Yeah. It's like, as far as I can tell. I mean, I mean, I don't. I, it's a thing that I have seen. Um, it seems to be mostly like I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem to be a huge thing, but I, I'm no. not, I have not done the deep dive into it, so no. I don't, I, um, I don't have the patience for that. I feel like you might, but I'm not going to push you into it. Yeah, one of these days, one of these days, maybe. But like you know, I'm, I'm a busy man. One of these days, we're going to really stick it to those fem cells. But yeah, right now, like, we're just like, good like, job, good job. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so um, yeah, so Broomhilda, uh, Broomhilda, everyone, Broomhilda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, let me yeah. see if I can think of another one. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. This is one that's a bit of a challenge, and it's going to give you a lot of room to wiggle. Mm-hmm. The holiday is Halloween. Okay. The property 
is Frank and Ernest. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Frank and Ernest. The, my favorite comic about two hobos who make puns. Um, (laughs) um, honestly, I legitimately do like Frank and Ernest. They are, they're, they're very unobjectionable. I, I, you know, they're just a couple of happy, uh, Guys, I guess I always I, guess. Consider, I assume they are hobos because they are dressed like classic hobos. But I, yeah. don't, I you know, I don't know really. Um, just a couple of street people observing things. Yeah, just a couple of street people, you know, just doing their thing. And uh, you know, usually Frank will be reading the newspaper and he'll say like, "Oh man, you know, I don't know. Look at all the, I don't know something." And then Ernest, <laughs> presumably Ernest, is the other one. Uh, will say something. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I assume Frank is the one with a mustache, but it probably doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, that's what I always thought. Um, well, you know, since they change, but but they can also they're usually hobos, but they can be robots, they can be elves, they're they're whatever the situation calls for, so they can make puns. Um, yes. So <laughs> if it's Halloween, gosh, you know what? That's the thing is like they can be anything, but just having them be something Halloweenish seems kind of like a cheat. So yeah, hmm. I feel like okay. So I feel like Frank and Ernest. Frank and Ernest they are. Um, you know what? I I this is gonna maybe this is like a pretty. Uh, gosh, what would you do with Frank and Ernest? Because they they really are so open ended. It almost becomes hard to think of anything for them. They don't really have much yeah. personalities. So I am going to that's just... Why I get, that's why mm-hmm. I gave them Halloween, because I was kind of thinking of the uh, mm-hmm. Tales from the Far Side specials for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Was, okay, so basically like... that's one thing you could do with it. You could do it as a series of vignettes, mm-hmm. maybe? Or you could have Frank and Ernest themselves as kind of Crypt Keeper-esque uh, commentators on uh, other stories. Yeah, yeah. Um... I feel like yeah they like I can see them really doing something like that. I can see it being like a series of vignettes, you know, where they yeah. maybe play various characters. Um, if I was going to do a um, a single thing with them, right? Yeah. Um, I think they're they're doing their thing. They're hanging out. It's Halloween, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably starts out with like. Uh, like Frank is like, hey Ernest, you know, it's like, it's Halloween, and um, er- Ernest is gonna make some like, you know, some pun about it, but he's yeah. gonna make puns, but he's gonna reveal that he doesn't really understand what Halloween's all about, and Frank's gonna have to school him and be like, well, Ernest, actually Halloween on this, but <laughs> but really, like, what's what's gonna happen is, okay, okay, well. There's gonna, here, I, 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 what's gonna have that, what's gonna happen in this is, uh, there's an evil witch who <laughs> wants to ruin Halloween for everyone. So she's, so she's stealing all the kids' Halloween candy, and Frank and Ernest, they're just walking around Halloween as you do, not trick or treating, and they see kids crying, and they're all like, here, what's going on with the kids crying? And they're like, oh, Halloween candy's gone. So, Frank and Ernest take it upon themselves to rescue the candy and give it back to all the children of the world. Because I really feel like Frank and Ernest would have some sort of plot that involves them helping orphans. I feel like they are just... Yeah, you're right. They're kind of like the Three Stooges. Yeah, that's it. I feel like they are do-gooders who like kind of 
will punch each other a bunch, but like, you know, ultimately <laughs> like help children or something. They're just, oh, like the Ren and Stimpy episode, the altruists. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just, it feels in keeping with their, the, the, their lack of personality since I can just pretty much, they're just <laughs> blank slates that I can put anything on them. And I'm like, look, they're going to, they're going to probably have, they're going to, there's, they're, they're going to go up to the big, the, no. So that's the problem is like, they're like, they're going around making puns. And then they, they pass by that big creepy house up on the hill and they're like, oh, nobody ever goes trick-or-treating up there. Maybe we, they'll go up there and trick-or-treat and she'll probably like – then, oh, here's what happens. As they try to retrieve the candy from her, she turns them into various things. And, and they have <laughs> – Oh, yeah. You know. They can comment on – make jokes about each one and <laughs> Let, yeah. let us entertain you, that kind of crap. Exactly, you know, and they they keep doing that, and it's like, you know, <laughs> they turn it's, they turn to various, uh, yeah, as vegetables, and they're like, oh, well, this, you know, if you know your onions, so let us suppose <laughs> this beats them all, don't turn up your nose. Burn a shave. Burn a shave. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she would just, they would, they, they turn into various things, which just like in the comic strip when there are different things. And uh, yes. they'll make various puns, and probably eventually the witch will just get worn out by their bad puns and be like, "Take the candy and return it to the children." And um, <laughs> and that would be that a- was awfully sweet of you. Ah! <laughs> and they're like, oh, "Take the oh, candy." Can they? Can they, uh, can they laugh at their own jokes like Frank, like uh, like Statler and Waldorf every time? I think they do, don't they? Because that's usually yeah, what they happens. Have I think like well, early- I mean. I don't think they actually laugh in the comic strip because, I mean, the only comic strip that ever actually had a laugh track was that one Bob the Angry Flower was drawing that one time. But hmm. Well, but I do remember that, like, Frank will say something and Ernest will make a pun. And occasionally in the last one, Frank will be, like, increasingly agitated and be like, there's no way you can make a pun about this one. And then Ernest will make a pun. And Frank will kind of, like, occasionally he will have, like, just a giant, like, like kind of, like almost like Calvin, like wedge shaped, like happy mouth. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I like they always look like that. So. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think they, they would kind of like laugh at the things that they do. Um, so yeah, Frank, also, and- <laughs> Frank and Ernest also, we should be their voices. Cause that's oh, basically yeah. what we're doing here. That, that really is. Would you rather be Frank or Ernest? Yes. Well, I don't know. I mean, which of, which of us is the straight man? Neither one, really. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, um, uh, I, I guess. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. I just realized something. Are their names puns? Yes. Exactly. <sighs> I never got that. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well. And you know what made me think of this? What? Because we were talking about those old uh, young adult Apple novels, and I brought up the book Eyeballs for Breakfast. Right. Where the main character's name is Frank, and at one point he says, it's time to be perfectly Frank. Oh. Oh, man. Well, um, I I am uh, am certainly... uh, I... I'm gobsmacked. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, Frank Aaron. Actually, you know what? I kind of like this. I would, I think I would watch this Halloween special though. I yeah. Would... It sounds, it sounds like fun. It sounds like. Yeah. A... Plus, you know, I mean, and plus if I was, a ch- if, if I'd seen it when I was a kid, 
I'd probably be like, oh, man, they're, they're getting transformed into various things. This is very interesting, you know? <laughs> I just I just find it so interesting when they do that. Oh, my. Um, now, but, yeah. no, you're right, uh, but uh, it just occurred to me that I was, I was imagining this being animated by the Schoolhouse Rock people. Mm. And I don't think that they would do very detailed... Uh, you know, the kind of transformation that fascinates kids in that way, not like, uh, say, uh, having a wizard's duel. Yeah, they, they wouldn't do the so, thing where various body parts transform individually. <laughs> they would just do the, yeah. the poof of smoke and they're all changed, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, true, true. Um, I was actually thinking so it have more... To be... mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking? I was actually thinking more like Witch's Night Out. Oh, yeah, that would be good. That, you would definitely get that from. Yeah, like almost like I would actually expect almost like monochrome backgrounds uh, and then just like the characters have like uh, the color. So, Um, but and um, yeah, and then at the end, uh, the witch would be like, I will give back the candy if you take me to a disco. (laughs) Also, can we tie it in so that the there's also another supposed witch but it's just a lonely old lady and then we can get both the halloween plots in one. Oh, that's right there you go um oh wait a second wait oh you know what maybe okay let's get all the halloween plots in this so frank and ernest are wandering on halloween it's not and and the kids candy is all being stolen so they have to team up with a little girl witch who's sad because she's too small to be taken seriously <laughs> And so Frank and Ernest turn into a skeleton and a jack-o'-lantern to go with her trick-or-treating or something like that. That's right. And at the end, they she becomes they she wins the honor of flying in front of the moon. Yay! <laughs> it's, oh, I love this. I love. I, I I wish this was real. <laughs> you'll never need to watch another Halloween special because we've got all yes. of them. Frank and we Frank, nailed them all. Yes. Frank and Ernest conquer Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 like yeah um oh man so that's a, that's a pretty good one okay let me yes. think one more one more okay yeah we got time for another okay let me let me think one um um what is okay I'm trying to think of one that would be amusing um what about okay so this the holiday holiday okay is uh let's think let me think um mm, mm, um <laughs> gotta pump myself up for this one okay huh okay okay let's do a hard one the holiday is hanukkah hanukkah okay yes a which i believe has only ever been done by the rugrats but, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any um, I, I could be wrong. I, I don't know of any other Hanukkah specials, honestly. Hanukkah. Okay. And the comic is Wizard of Id. Ooh. Wizard of Id. <laughs> oh. Whoa. You monster. <laughs> um, okay. Now... Um, uh, okay. 
All right. All right, all right, all right. Okay, 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 okay. First of all, we have to establish who in the world of the Wizard of Id is Jewish. Right. And there is only one person I can think of that is absolutely, without a doubt, 100% Jewish, and that is the spook. Interesting, the spook. I think, and we're not going to say as such, but that might be one reason that he's locked up. Well, you know, it would be in keeping with the medieval, you know, milieu. Yes. Okay, yeah. So, so we start, so we have our story, and it's all about how the, out, outside in the kingdom of Id, everyone is celebrating Christmas, and mm-hmm. Turnkey gets curious about, uh, what, uh, about why the spook doesn't, isn't interested in Christmas, and the spook tells him about Hanukkah, because, you know, unfortunately, Hanukkah is still kind of a little bit under some people's radar, so you gotta explain a little bit to them. Right, right. But, yeah. So, so the Kingdom of Id is doing all of these anachronistic kind of things where people are shopping and doing advent calendars, and uh, there's, you know, like, holi- they're watching holiday specials in the Wizard's Cauldron, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, the... And, okay, remind me... Is, do they have an enemy kingdom? They fight Attila the Hun. They fight Attila the Hun. And his wife, Blumke- Brunilda. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen to Vid. I gotta, I gotta look up the names of some of these characters. And, okay. So. But. Uh, let's see, supporting characters. The Huns, yes, a tribe of raiders that often attack Id. So, yes. So while this is all, while this is all happening, and uh, and uh, the the Spook and Turnkey are having their discussion about uh, Hanukkah, and everyone else, then uh, the king is obsessed with some stupid minutiae about Christmas, like ha- having to have a bigger tree than everyone else, and mm-hmm. everyone else, including you know dumbasses like Sir Rodney, are getting better trees than him, and they're all. Obs- and they're all obsessed with uh, the commercialism of Christmas, and that's when the Huns attack when they are least prepared, and everything, and they lose just about everything, and they end up almost the whole town ends up getting packed down into the prison where Turnkey has to lock them all up and himself in the in the cell with the spook to keep them safe from the Huns. Mm-hmm. And in this, and there's only one candle. Oh, you see where I'm going with this. They end up reenacting the story of Hanukkah, the miracle. And and everyone and everyone gets to not only understand what it's like to what uh, what Hanukkah is all about, but the spook for the first time gets to make friends with everyone else in Id besides Turnkey. Wow, that's actually really good. Yeah. Damn, that's actually. You know what? They, they, this, they should make this. <laughs> I'm, I'm very impressed. Actually, that was. That, I was gonna say that was that was. Uh, I mean, that was an unfair one. That was a really tough one. But damn, you really that, you hit that one out of the ballpark. Because um, I was thinking like I was like thinking like, well, clearly the wizard is a great Jewish scholar and he's gonna make a golem and like it's gonna like do wacky shenanigans or something. I oh, know. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that would be great. That could be like a B plot or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
But, yeah, that uh, could be wh- how they get the Huns out of there in the first place. Oh, yeah, so, there you cause, go. Yeah, because everyone, everyone has to hide except for the wizard who's still working on his golem. Yeah. And the, and the golem... And the golem won't uh, function until the spirit from his cauldron uh, finally agrees to animate it for him. That's right. Um, does the spirit have a name? I think we've discussed this before. It's just the spirit, yeah. Okay. Evil yeah. spirit, sometimes. Oh, okay, yeah. So, it's it's the, the shem, or the whatever you call it, of the, the golem. Yes. Oh. Yes, yes. Um, man, um, well, there you go. There's a, a very a very Wizard of Vid Hanukkah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm actually very pleased with this that I, that yeah. I came up with it so completely on the fly. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, um, I guess uh, uh, folks should join us next time when we do, you know, uh, a Hager the Horrible Midsummer, uh, <laughs> a, um, a a a very Dilbert Administrative Professionals Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, did they actually make that one? Because I don't think so. I don't think there was ever any animated Dilbert special, just the series. Man, but, uh, wow, wow, they really missed out, though. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, or you know, uh, but yeah, that I think um, there's some interesting ideas. Man, they should have consulted us when they made uh, holiday specials. Because yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound you know smug or. Well, I mean, I always sound smug because, you know, you would too. Well, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound uh, overly egotistical, but it's kind of ironic that we do this when we could, you and I could easily make something, or at least write something much better than just about every special that we end up uh, looking at. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we kind of have. <laughs> several several times <laughs> over, you know? In just this one session. <laughs> yeah, seriously. God, what a world. What a world. Uh, you know, but... So, yeah, anyway, but, so... Um, I mean, we have the... We do have the uh, benefit of looking at all of this in hindsight. Because when was the last time they made a holiday special based on a comic strip? Um, yeah, I think... I. Uh, Gosh, I don't know. I think it kind of ended around something in the nineties, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was that brief rebirth with uh, with Family Guy and King of the Hill making uh, making people realize, oh, we can do adult animation and not have it be about animals. So you had you had the Dilbert cartoon and you had the Baby Blues cartoon, and there was a bunch of things that uh, they just couldn't get a. That you know, in a previous life they would have had a special, but instead they got a series. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's when um, you know, I mean, cable. So suddenly you had all this yeah. other stuff. Wow. <clears throat> was yeah. okay. Remind me, was the Nut Shack a comic first? I believe. I don't think so. I think it began okay. as an animated. Uh, what well, it began as like one of those those shitty Flash cartoons. On the okay, line. so was it actually turned so into the like nut, a? Mm-hmm. The, so the Nut started out as what Spanky Ham is supposed to be a parody of. Yes. Now the Nut Shack. Um, have you watched it? Have you ever seen the Nut Shack? Yes. Oh God. 
I, I, <laughs> the Nut Shack is extremely bad in every possible way. And I just remember when I saw it, I was, it was fascinated by the, by the idea that they were like, they were attempting to court a, a Filipino audience, which was interesting. Yes. Um, you know, and I was kind of like, I just remember being like, I, I, you know, I was kind of like, huh. I mean, is this what would, I mean, because it, it, the characters were, were mostly Filipino American in it, yes. I think. And they had scattered references to like Filipino stuff. Yeah. But I don't recall, but, it, but most of it seemed to be like kind of a generic, like, oh, you know, they're kind of. I don't know. Like uh, a lot of it was kind of like, oh, that very kind of generic, like um, hip hop graffiti type culture thing. Yeah, um, kind of, kind like of things where it's just like you know p- poverty culture above yeah, all. Really. Yeah, and I'm like, I was, I was wondering, like, does this actually something? It seemed weird because it's like it seemed like it was targeted at a Filipino audience, but I always felt like is it actually made by Filipinos? It doesn't seem like it is. It just seems like they slapped on an ethnicity that hasn't been catered to, and we're like, yeah, this is the one we're going to get. I don't know, though. I, I probably should do so- You know what? May- Let me look up the nut check, and the internet <laughs> will tell me if it actually yes. was, um, you know, made by people with some actual connection to, um, you know, uh, 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 oh, Okay. Well, that explains a lot. Um, it was created by Jesse Hernandez, an American tattoo artist and graphic designer for video games and collectible toys, which explains why the Nut Shack looks like it does. Um, yes, why it all looks like uh, it all looks like animated homies figures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, so much of his art combines graffiti and Aztec art, and he worked alongside Ramon Lopez on the Nut Shack. Um, okay, which was geared towards a Filipino American audience. He voices Horat, also known as Horatio. He was asked to paint. Okay, um, well, all right. Um, yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I. I'm going to. I'm going to assume from his name that he is of Filipino heritage. Um, because I can't be bothered to actually, uh, do any more research beyond that. Oh, actually Wikipedia says that it, oh, wait a second. It is actually a joint Filipino and a U.S. production and it was originally yes. in Tagalog. Okay. So it actually oh, is wow. from not just, not just targeting a Filipino audience. It is actually from the Philippines. Um, yes. Interesting. I did not. Presumably by people who had never actually made a com a cartoon, but yes. Uh, um, I have seen approximately one episode of this, and I mostly remember that for some reason, the one guy has a robotic, like, eye-eye. Yes. A tarsier. Oh. <laughs> of huh. all things. So it is never explained why he has this thing, or why it's a cyborg. Do they? Let's hope. Uh, I don't know. I was like, do you really want to get into deep nutshack lore? Well, also, like, is it, um, I guess it, it's Tarsier, I've just looked it up, apparently those are from Southeast Asia, so at least it is yeah. thematic in that sense. Um, I don't know, the, do people actually eat them as pets? I don't know, I think, no, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, well I guess. There's mm-hmm. Probably not legally. Yeah, well, you know, why not? Probably in that kind of, 
I don't know. What's the word for bush meat, but like pets? Bush pets. Bush pets? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Might as well. That, yeah. um, so let's see. He's also got um, his uncle, who is Tito Dick Dickman. I, I vaguely remember that. Um, Tito Dick. Yeah. Yeah. Strabic. What's Strabic mean? Um, oh, it means he has. It means he has wacky eyes. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, no yeah. offense to anyone with strabismus. I'm sorry for calling your affliction yeah. wacky eyes. Um, let's see. Recurring characters. We've got. Uh, oh boy, I bet this is going to be good. I bet it's going to be total. It's going to be very. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cheetah, who is Phil and Jack's female friend. Who runs the local bar? Oh, she's she is girl. She's the one. Her girl. personality is girl, and um, I I remember her because she's got the big old titties, and uh, they draw yes. her in that way where she's got the the shirt where that perfectly uh, goes around her breasts, but also in yeah, between where the, them. Where she's got oh the boob socks, yeah the boob socks, yeah that's it. Um, you know, <laughs> and it's the boob socks. It's the food. Uh, let's see. There's Dwayne Futon, is uh, Tito's Futon. goofy landlord. Who <laughs> Dwayne the, the Futon? I'm drowning. Oh, it's it's funny. It's jokes. It's funny. <laughs> Cherry Pie, friendly and flirtatious Vietnamese trans woman who runs mm-hmm. a salon and is a virgin. I I don't remember this character, but I bet it was a very sensitive portrayal. I bet it was yes. extremely not problematic in any way. Yes. Especially uh, since they were voiced by somebody named Rex. So uh, yeah, yeah. And when did this show come out? This was in two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. A time wow. which we, of course, uh, yeah. Okay, yes. A time um, when we were still unironically using the word that starts with T and ends with Y. So uh, oh boy. Um, who else we got? Sanjay, an Indian man who runs a liquor store. Oh boy, I bet I bet this was also completely. The, the problem with Sanji. Yeah, I bet this. I bet this was. Um, I bet he had a. I bet he had a funny accent. Um, I bet. Ed and Angel own a custom car shop and are both stoners. Ed is highly forgetful and cannot recall where he is. And Angel is Latino. Angel is Latino, and Ed loves drugs. Oh well. <laughs> the, the personalities: <laughs> Latino and drugs. Latino um, and my friend loves drugs. Yeah, <laughs> that's my personality. Is that you love drugs? Oh boy, <laughs> Willie. I bet it's probably Angel. <sighs> oh yeah, you're right. I think so. Um, oh man. Oh man. I gotta tell you the story. Yes. So, in another life, I had a girlfriend who worked at Wiener Schnitzel, and I would really? often hang out there at okay. the Wiener Schnitzel, right? Where she was. While waiting for her to get off, she had a coworker named Angel, and there was uh-huh. one time when we had a woman who would today be referred to as a Karen, who came mm. in and had a real problem with Angel and started yelling, "What's your real name? Your real name is not Angel." What is- <laughs> <laughs> that is that, that is some big Karen energy there. Wow, where are you from, Karen? Good lord. <laughs> Wait a second! But this was in this was still in California, wasn't it? This was in California. Yeah. How wow. do you not know an Angel? <laughs> wow. Uh, that's <laughs> well, uh, you know, she was eating at a Wiener Schnitzel, so she obviously oh, yeah. was. G- good point. Good point. 
She was like, well, I want to get, yeah, it's like, hmm, I need to, I want to get, you want the most Caucasian of foodstuffs. <laughs> actually, Wiener Schnitzel doesn't actually serve Wiener Schnitzel, does it? No, it doesn't. It's hot dogs. Oh. It's hot dogs, corn dogs, chili. So that's slightly more, slight, slightly, oh, this is a little hot for me for white yeah. people. Yeah. No, so, you want the whitest food possible, you go to Long John Silver's. That is extremely white. That is true. Um, uh, that's, that's the, um, that, that's, uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> God, I think I've, I've, I don't know if I've ever been to a Long John Silver's. I may be too ethnic. <laughs> um I, yeah they, they saw you coming in and then they rang that bell that meant uh <laughs> ring the bell if we got great service and then everybody hid i've been to an arby's that has that used to be a long john silvers because they have the bell <laughs> i don't it wasn't it was never an arby's or anything uh there's a restaurant you ever been to farmer boy what what is that Far- farmer boy it's a kind of quasi a uh, fast food slash sit down restaurant where they will, where you order at the front, but then they bring it to you like it's Sizzler. I've never heard of and, this. Oh, it's it's pretty good. They have nice food and uh, they have lots of uh, old timey crap on the walls. So it's like a uh, TGI Fridays from the 1910s. Oh, and, let me look at this. Farmer Boy. Breakfast yeah, burgers and Farmer more. Boy. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Where is. You the- know, and it's. It's really to their detriment that they never made their slogan "Farmer Boy" as you wish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait. Let me see. I'm gonna try and find the closest Farmer Boy to me here. I'm just out of morbid curiosity. Farmer Boys. Breakfast more. Come on, Farmer Boy. Help me out here. No. Apparently. Oh, golly. Okay. Apparently, uh, none in my zip code. So let me see. Hmm. Where would I have to go to see a farmer boy? Um, Escondido. Um, Bakersfield, Anaheim, Baldwin Park, Brea, Buena Park, Clovis. That's mine. That's the closest one to me. Yeah. I think it looks like... Wow. Huh, they might be a little too Southern California for you. Huh? Yeah, um, I just realized, like, yeah, they're all pretty Victorville. I'm... Wow, yeah, I think they must be, um, they must be uh, SoCal, because none of them seem to be anywhere near. Uh, I was I was expecting Sacramento, at least, but no. Yeah, me too. I'm surprised they weren't in Sacramento. Wow, interesting. Um, well, next time I'm down south, I'm going to have to tr- actually uh, investigate Farmer Boy. Yeah. Uh, Man, um, the, are you uh, happy for your free advertising, Farmer Boy? Fifteen hundred dollars for each of us, please. Ooh, actually, this uh, their French fries look pretty good. Oh yeah, they have great fries, really great onion rings if you like them. Mm. Um, oh hey, you know what's actually okay, surprisingly good. Um, and I've I've discussed it before, and it's kind of thematic with what we've been talking about lately. Uh, we talk right. about the Philippines. Jollibee. Jollibee. You know, I had the opportunity to go to a Jollibee last time I was in the uh, San Francisco area, and I didn't, and I regret it. Oh. There was one. I was staying in uh, Concord, and they actually had one there. Oh, I've been to that uh, one. My... Oh, you have? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to I know the one in Concord. Um, 
I uh, I have some friends in that area, so I'm down there every so often. Um, mm. um, you know what? I mean, Jollibee. It is their burgers. It's pretty typical, but um, yeah. they're they're kind of fascinating because, like, I think we've discussed it before how Jollibee. When you look at their menu and their website, it 100% looks like something that Bogleach made up. It's <laughs> it, it's just like it, it's like that fake website, you know, burger or whatever it was. And I'm always like, what? What is? None of this makes any sense. Where it's just like, especially things they have things on the menu like tuna pie, which which first tuna of all, pie. First of all, that sounds like a, a euphemism for something, you know, uh, something vulgar. The phone and, cut out. Did you say it sounds like a YouTube poop? Sorry, because it no, does. It sounds like a euphemism, a vulgar euphemism. Oh. <laughs> um, and secondly, when you actually see it, it's literally an apple fritter, like a McDonald's apple fritter, but filled with tuna fish. <laughs> it's like, it looks... Is, the, it, is it albacore or light tuna? Um, I've never had it. It's the kind of, it's oh. the <laughs> chunk, the chunk, not the, not the, not the solid, okay. the chunk kind. Okay, so it is, uh, so it is albacore, okay. Yeah, or you know what, or maybe a better way to describe it is, if you've ever read the, the Liar Town Tumblr, it's like the Apple Cabins uh, food store. <laughs> um, it's just, everything in it just seems like it was made by someone to be a parody. It's, um, you know, they've got things like the Little Big Bites, Spam, yeah. you know, and, and uh, Chicken Joy, and just like everything about it just sounds like a joke. And, um, you know, but but the food is actually not bad. It's actually, you know, fairly decent. Um, uh, you know, like, or you can get like, uh, uh, what is it, like, um, or it has like Milkfish, which... Um, milkfish? fish yeah which again sounds like made up it's like oh yeah isn't that the thing they eat on always sunny in philadelphia but is apparently an actual <laughs> fish uh crispy bangus well, i think is on there too i'm looking at the uh menu right now and it's showing things like uh corned beef i've never seen that at a restaurant before yeah yeah um they also have a filipino spaghetti which is sweet um, sweet spaghetti? I mean, okay. it's not like, I, I should say, it's not like dessert sweet, but it is sweeter yeah. than you would expect um, a spaghetti dish to be. Um, Loaded you know. with slices of ham? Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of weird. Um, Filipino spaghetti is its, its own thing. Um, I am actually very impressed looking at their menu by how little trouble they went to to make their normal burger look impressive. It looks, it looks almost appetizingly flat and squished out of the bag. And <laughs> I was like, hey, it looks like an actual food does instead of a model. Wow. Yeah. Am, it's actually making me hungry. <laughs> I'm actually. They should go to more trouble to make the food look, you know, like actual food. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I gotta tell you, I'm actually, I'm, I'm getting really hungry for this uh, fried chicken though. Just looking at it, <laughs> it I could, does look pretty good. Yeah, I could, I could really go um, for some of that. Um, the Yum Burger is uh, is uh, a, a great name. Jolly Spaghetti yes. Party Pack. Love that one. Um, I, I'm going to say though that uh, the one thing I've had there that is pretty nasty is the uh, palabok. That's that's. Oh really? Gross. What is it? Um, crushed I, pork rind, shrimp, and egg. Yeah. yeah, it's um, I I it's probably an acquired taste, but like I I found it pretty nasty. The rest of their stuff was mm. pretty good though. Um, God, I wish I oh a jolly hot dog that looks so good. Oh the breakfast joys. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> well, oh, I man, mean, we shouldn't have done this so late at night. Yeah. Well, you know, we are going down to San Francisco this weekend. Maybe we can stop at the Jolly. Oh, that's Bee. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey. Hope- be sure oh. to yes. Be sure to go to Jolly Bee in the outfits you'll be wearing, and you'll fit right in with the Jolly Bee family. That's true. Yes. <laughs> uh, they'll think we're the new mascots. <laughs> Kids will come up and want to hug you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, good times. Uh, oh, garlic rice. Adobo garlic rice. Garlic rice. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Okay. What's man. adobo? Um, no, it's it's a it's barbecue. It's basically like a barbecue okay. pork. Oh, um, all right, all right. Yeah, it it is good though. I've had that. Um, not at Jollibee, but in general, um, Hollow Hollow is also you know a good one. What uh, is it? It is okay. So Hollow Hollow is basically it's a dessert. It is a um, I don't know how you describe. It. It's basically this dish, where, or it's like a shake kind of. You take lots uh-huh. of random shit and throw it together. And um, it's usually like mung beans and like kind of like gelatin uh, cubes uh, and like um, the colors are yellow and purple. Does that mean it has ube? Yes, um, it's got okay, ube. good. Yeah, yeah, and and you put like Lovely. ice, like ice, almost like slushy ice, and uh, mm. and then top it off usually with some like ice cream. Uh, it looks like here. Oh, okay, um, but the ones I have had in the Philippines didn't have ice cream, but it always does have ice cream when I've had it in the states. Um, but it's good oh, okay. stuff. I mean, you know. So that's um, the unique. So that's yeah. the uh, American, uh, you know, Filipino-American uh, fusion cuisine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so, you know, uh, I recommend Jollibee if, uh, if you ever get a chance to go, uh, you know, again, next time, you know, try it out. Um, it's good yes. stuff. Um, and um, I can't think of any other restaurants to recommend. Yeah, uh, well, you know, there. Oh, my God, are we still recording? Yes, we are. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I totally I, I forgot all about that. <laughs> oh my god, people who just have a random like hour afterwards of just like, you know, talking about fucking restaurants. Like, oh yeah, you guys you so jolly me. Check out Farmer Boy. Um Hey, do you have, do you anyone have a Dickies where they are? Anyone remember that one? Yes, I have Dickies. I love Dickies. Oh yeah, they're Actually, oh, hey, you know what? You know what I bet no one's got? A little place called Wienerwalt. Wienerwalt? Yeah. As in Walt Disney? Uh, no. So here's the thing. It, it was a, it's a German restaurant chain. It's, uh, it's, it means, in German, the Viennese woods. You know? Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, but, but, in, but when you hear it in English, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's a vault where you keep wieners. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so I always think of it as like just, you know, the Wiener, the Wiener vault, vault. Um, and it's basically. The vault, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, it, it tried to come to America and completely failed. Um, but it is basically like the German equivalent of kind of a, you know, the mid, mid what do you call casual mid dining, like TGIF type restaurant, I guess. Oh, okay. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, um, but I remember going there and you can get, it's like, a, a lot of it's schnitzel, it's rotisserie chicken, it's um, mm. you know mostly chicken-based things. And I remember you could get like uh, you could get their special platter, which was literally half a rotisserie chicken, uh, a, 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 a chicken schnitzel, and a gigantic glob of like a pan-fried liver in gar- green garlic <laughs> pesto butter. 
And um, it was like, you wonder why it failed in the States. Apparently Americans <laughs> are not that big on like liver. So, but I, yeah. I will be honest. I actually really like liver and onions, but wow. it doesn't like me. It leaves my mouth feeling like it's buzzing. Like I just tasted a D battery. Yeah, liver's got a very weird mouthfeel, you know? And um, it sounds like you might have some sort of allergy there, though, because that's... Yeah. Uh, um, I, um, you know, I, I... Allergic to liver. I ate... I remember eating it as a kid, because, you know, my family made it, but I don't... haven't had it in, like, 20 years, so I don't yeah. know if I would Well, still... my family never... My family never served liver, so I never got to use the excuse that I was allergic to it. <laughs> where? So where did you actually experience liver? Oh, at, uh, oh, the place where, the place I took you before, uh, at, uh, oh, what's it called? Clean Jumper. Clean Jumper. Oh, they actually have yes. liver at Clean Jumper? Yeah, they had liver and onions, and, wow. uh, that was like, you know, if I'm gonna try liver and onions, I should try it at a place that's really good, so I went there, and I was like, hey, this is delicious. Mm. Like, um, uh, is your throat supposed to feel like this afterward? <laughs> Wow! Wow! Uh, yeah, that might that's that's uh, <laughs> like oh, well, that's uh, something to watch out for, man. Um, and then I and then I tried it at Denny's and got the same reaction. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to try cooking it myself. Mm -hmm. And the third time was like, okay, yes, this is going to mess you up. Don't eat liver. <laughs> wow! Yeah, I wonder what it is. It's uh, I mean, it's very what is it? High in iron, I guess, or something. Yeah. I don't think I'm allergic to iron, though. Yeah, I don't know if you can be allergic to iron, unless you're an elf. Yeah, that would that would be bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, you found me out. I'm Tur Dobby. Yeah, it turns out you're 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 of the Fey. <laughs> you're you're uh, you're the hidden people. <laughs> oh. It turns out my real name is Peas Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what fools these mortals be! Um, <laughs> man, I've uh, yeah, it's been it's been a while. I remember like um, uh, I'm trying to think. Are there any other uh, what other amusing uh, restaurants are there that uh, people should try out that you would <laughs> actually recommend as opposed oh. to you know, opposed never to going to never going to? Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Well, what's the what's a place? Here's one that fits the nostalgia theme of our show. What's a place that your parents never wanted to take you when you were a kid? Never wanted to take me. Let me think. Yeah, because uh, my, my parents were really, they didn't want me going to McDonald's. Oh, man. I was like, my parents, we went to McDonald's every meal for a while when I was a kid. I, like, remember that. Um, <laughs> it was like, that was all I ate for, like, a few, for years. Um and, um, but no, like, what was the one we didn't go to? Um, I remember, uh, oh, yeah, you know what, actually, where, where, um, the, the big one? What was uh, that? Friendlies. Friendlies? Have you ever huh. heard of this thing? It's... Um, <laughs> I've only heard of it in the context of what you, what you called special stories earlier. <laughs> I didn't know it was a real thing. Yeah, it's an actual, it's a, it's a, you know, an actual restaurant. It's basically like, it's like, you know, Phineas Q. Butterfat on The Simpsons. It's, you know, <laughs> it's like they, it's like goofy kind of old timey, like, oh, everyone's dressed in like the weird, like mm. red and red and uh, white, like barbershop shirts. And, um, you know, they serve mostly mm. ice cream sundaes and 
you know, burgers Sounds like and the place cheese. where my brother worked in high in high school. He worked at a place called Ferrell's, which is almost completely gone now. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Um, oh, you know what we just got in this town, though? What you got? Doc Bernstein's or Bernstein's. Doc Bernstein's? Yeah. Oh, I, is... It's like an ice cream thing, apparently. Because we used oh, to. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was frog legs, but no, that's Doc Hoppers. Oh yeah, no, that I don't think that one's real either, is it? Ah, oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is like a thing that I've noticed. Uh, Doc Ber- Bernstein's. It's like you know, at his like ice cream laboratory. Um, it's a <laughs> it's a chain. It's like one of these like kind of like super fancy, expensive ice cream chains that you only see in college towns. You know. Like, mm. I've seen it in, like, Santa Barbara. I've seen it in Santa Cruz. But, like, I never see it in any other town. And since we're college town, I guess we got to have one. So that's what mm. replaced our Cold Stone Creamery here. Oh. Is it more or less the same thing? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's oh, okay. it's that sort of thing. They also have one of those places could, here. Mm-hmm. The name made me imagine that they have some sort of peewee breakfast machine to bring your uh, ice cream to you. But uh... <laughs> No, I, I think they have... Um, I think I don't know if they actually play into like the uh, the you know ice cream scientist theme or anything. I mean, I haven't yeah. actually ever been inside oh, like, one of these. Like I was really disappointed when I first went to Cheesecake Factory and it didn't actually oh, have yeah, a factory they theme. <laughs> I thought it would have like you know uh, conveyor belts and uh, oh, I don't know brushed metal everywhere, and instead <laughs> it's like you're inside a video game dungeon where you've got these ominous statues on the walls and these. What, and lamps that look like s- bloody spikes coming down toward you. Yeah, the Cheesecake Factory decor is, um, I mean, it's its its own thing, you know. Um, <laughs> there is a, have you ever been to, oh my god, what is the name of that place? I don't know which one it is. It's one of those Mexican places for, great, for you know, white people. Um, uh, it's its a chain. I, I don't. On the border? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Uh, the thing about Chevy's? it is. Mm, could be one of that. I, the 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 important thing about it is that when you go inside, they have El Machino, which is a machine that makes tortillas, and it's literally just like you know, it, it's just a thing that flips a tortilla, right? But they have a big I... sign on it that says El Machino. <laughs> like I get like it's a selling point that you can watch a machine make a tortilla. <laughs> I mean. I thought the whole appeal of getting real Mexican food was was that it was handmade by a real abuelita, but uh, man, no, no, they want they want tacos untouched by human hand. They want yeah. the, the Santa tacos. Oh man, you know what? Let, let me let me just let me say a thing about Mexican food, okay? I'm gonna say a, you know I'm gonna say something a little on PC here. I'm gonna gonna get a little a little spicy. Ironically, Uh-oh. about Mexican food. <laughs> um, at least up here where I am, in Northern California, uh-huh. if you want Mexican food, if you get it from a truck or a place where they hand it to you through a hole in the wall, it's great. But if you go to any restaurant where you have to sit down, it's terrible. It's the worst thing ever. They just, huh. I mean, I, I mean, and I'm, I'm positive it's because of white people making it in those places. You know, and uh-huh. it's just like, it's just like, they don't, it, it's terrible. It's just like, oh, you, you want flavor in your food? Nope. None of that. Um, we just, they just, it's like, put a whole fucking load of cheese in so no one notices that it's not good. 
It's like, what kind of cheese? Oh, it's going to be the shredded cheddar. Mild, you know? It's like, oh, <laughs> God. Uh, it's such a disappointment going to Mexican food up here. So terrible. I am... Which one do you recommend avoiding the worst? Which which did you have oh, that feeling at uh, up here? the strongest? Uh huh. I uh the I will recommend uh you should always avoid um well most of the, the chains are you know uh, yeah pretty yeah. bad because um, I can tell you the place to really avoid is a local one here called uh, Casa de Paradiso because that one is um. That was that's one of those places where you're like, oh, uh, I'm gonna get fajitas, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you know, oh, um, you know, I got the fajitas, and it's like, huh, interesting that they come on a plate. Shouldn't they be on a sizzling, <laughs> sizzling metal platter? Isn't that the way you yeah. do a fajita? I mean, isn't that the whole point of a fajita? Isn't that the default? I mean, why you bought it in the first place so you could have your food applauded yeah, for yeah. you before you it's eat like, it? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's not fajitas if you're not taking a bow and like thank you, thank you very much. No, yeah. please, you're too kind. Yeah, well, you know that was the thing is like with this place. Oh, I go Grasshopper Paradiso was originally in uh, a neighboring town called Paradise. You folks might have heard of that town. It burned down. Um, and, yeah, uh, <laughs> I remember. Well, yeah, but but here's a little here's a little tidbit about Paradise about what Paradise was before it burnt down and before it's rebuilt all gentrified. It was a retirement town, which means it's entirely composed of old white people. And old white mm. people love diners and gringo Mexican food. So that is what mm. that was. So when Pia Paris and Irizo moved to our town, they brought that aesthetic with them. And we were like, we should try it out because we've never been there. We go there and it's like, huh, everyone in this restaurant is extremely old and extremely white. Oh, I wonder what that – I wonder if that bodes ill for this meal. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, but there is a, actually a very good Mexican place around here. It's a little taqueria that does the Chio burrito thing, which is, you know. Oh, I haven't seen that yet in any place I've been to. Oh, seriously? It's it's no. really – it's way better than you would think. Like I, Really? Yeah. Like I was like, this is I, – I got it because I was like, I'm going to, you know – live dangerously but i was like it's clearly gonna be <laughs> disgusting right but it was actually really good and um you know it it's definitely something that you you eat once and you're like i should you know probably not eat this again ever because it's very rich but um yeah it's good um oh i can feel the gout developing already yeah it's it's yeah it's it's that kind of thing um but uh uh yeah, but it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a sometimes food um, <laughs> for uh, special occasions. Yeah, yeah, man. Like eating yourself to death. Yes. Um. Oh man, you know they they need to get uh, you know, uh, but they need to get some uh some this town. They need to get some Korean food. Oh yeah. Yeah, we don't have any of that. I didn't wait a minute. Didn't. I think the first time I ever visit you, we were going to do a Korean place. The place where they uh, d did the barbecue on a circle. Wait, really? Oh, that was Mongolian. Oh, Mongolian. Oh, okay. I yeah. was wrong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I think, I think, oh, that's right. I was, I got a Korean dish there, but it wasn't Korean food. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like, you know, uh, we went, I think we went to Mongolian barbecue, but yeah, they do the thing where they, they fry it right in the middle. 
Yeah, on a wheel. Yeah, yeah that's it. Um, yeah, there's no like there used to be like a Korean place in town, but it closed down. So right now we have no Korean food. Um, have to go down to Sacramento for that. Um, no Ethiopian here. Uh, hmm. In not much Indian. We're really kind of like you know, there's like one place and they changed the recipes, so now you can't eat there anymore. Um, uh, I, I can't. What about uh, Thai? Oh yeah, there's so much Thai here. We've got. Oh really? We, mm, okay. Yeah, there's so much Thai, and actually, you know, it's kind of funny. I actually learned recently why that is. Uh, apparently, the Thai because, government. Oh, sorry. Go on, go on. No, sorry. Oh, apparently, the Thai government actually, um, if you want to open a Thai restaurant, they will, um, they give you starter kits, and they actually will uh, give you grants to start Thai restaurants. And the idea is, oh it was, wow, yeah, it was supposed to promote tourism to Thailand. So apparently that's why there's huh. so many Thai restaurants popping up all over the place. That's that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Something to take keep in mind because I was trying to think of like, okay, if I wanted to start a curry restaurant, what would I do? And because Thai curry is one of my absolute favorite foods. I especially, oh, yeah. I'm especially uh, a fiend for Massaman curry. So oh, what's that? Uh, uh, Massaman, well... Masaman is like a really old word for Muslim, so it's like huh. it's it's the curry that the Muslims brought with them when they uh, came to Thailand, apparently. And oh, interesting. Huh, I don't think I've had yeah. that kind. Um, oh, it's one of my absolute favorites. But I uh, usually just get pad Thai because I'm you know mm. unimaginative. Um, but there are a lot of there's a lot of good Thais, or you know I should say good for you know me not really having knowing much about thai food it tastes good to me i, I wouldn't be able to yes about, you know um if you yourself are thai if you grew up with thai food you know you know i uh, let it just assume that anytime that we recommend a food type a place to eat your own ethnic food ignore us we don't know shit yeah yeah um you know, I'm trying to think like I, oh, I could recommend restaurants for my ethnicity, but I really couldn't because no. I mean, I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I've eaten at all of one Danish restaurant. So which one? Oh, Bido Denmark in Solvang. It was delicious. Huh. I don't know. I that learned one. to love red cabbage. Oh yeah, that's just good. I ate a I ate at a bunch of ones in Solvang, but I don't think I've been at that one. Hmm. Um. But um. I mean, I know that when we were down there, it was like everywhere you go, you're like, get the, the open face sandwiches. Yep. Which are. More broad. Yeah. You know, pretty good. Um, what else is there? Um, I've, I ate it. Uh, I ate at that one with the windmill. You know, is that Danish or is that Dutch? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, you know, you go to Solvang and you have a lot of. You know, just about every uh, Scandinavian country represented there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I was actually surprised about when I went to Solvang? I was like, why has nobody tried to open, like, an Icelandic thing there? Because um, I, I feel... I was surprised that they hadn't, actually. But Yeah. I feel like Icelandic, you could actually, would make a big splash here in the States if it was marketed right. Um, but... Um, what uh, do they do? Well, uh, here's the thing. So, traditional Icelandic food, disgusting. Terrible. Don't eat it. It's just it's it's um like goat heads and like rancid shark, you know, and just like just the nastiest shit. Um, now by but, goat heads you mean the actual heads of actual goats, right? Yes, it's a delicacy. Okay, not the not no, the not, uh, burrs that 
boat that pop your bicycle tires. No, no, actual goat heads. Okay. You can, and the, okay. the like the eyeballs are especially prized. But uh, so that stuff, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's all gross. But they have, I think I've done this, but their takes on American food, amazing, so good. Um, like they have like their hamburgers over there. They have a sauce they put on it. It's called a hamburger sauce. I have no clue what it is. It's like a white sauce, and it just makes everything so good. When it, it's like, oh my god! Um, and they hot dogs. Have I mentioned the hot dogs in Iceland? They have. Do they have hot dog sauce on them? Well, sorry, they do. So here's the thing about the hot dogs in Iceland, right? First of all, they are um, not like in America. There, we have pork and beef hot dogs and unidentified hot dogs. In Iceland, they're beef and mutton hot dogs so they taste Hmm. a little bit different and the way they prepare them is every hot dog has um if you get everything on it like you get the works you have a kind of a ketchup sauce it's almost like um kind of like a curry ketchup you know Mm. so it's so it's slightly tangy there's a a brown mustard called pilsu sinep i don't know exactly what it is but it's it's a mustard-esque thing a remolada, kind of a you know, a, a, um, well, you went to cooking school, <laughs> you yes. you know, a remolada. It's like a mayonnaise type thing. Yeah, and yes. and it's then not unlike a, uh, not unlike an aioli. Yeah, exactly. And then um, chopped onions and French fried onions, and that's what you put on right. a hot dog. And um, it's it's really good. Um, you know, so whenever whenever I was over there, like I went over there like years and years ago, I went back. I had I was I've been raving to Dory about hot dogs in Iceland for years. So of course we ate a whole bunch of them when we were over there. And um, <laughs> oh man, um, and oh, man, ah, <laughs> there's no food in the house. I'm so mad now. No, we have we have made ourselves miserable talking about food for as yeah. long as we talked about uh, comics. Yeah, uh, we're probably going to have to divide this up. I just realized I've got like an hour and a half recorded. So, yeah, we both <laughs> might need to cut like um, quite a bit off when we stop talking about comics. But actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm just I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to cut it. I'm going to turn it off right. Cut it right here. OK, boom. Good night, everybody. 